are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where we invite the listener to join our family for an hour or so, and we've got a huge, amazing show for you today. We have a uh, award-winning, worldwide famous director and cinematographer who is also an old friend from Montreal. Josh Usheroff is here from Black Box Productions, and he's going to talk about something amazing. He's going to talk about the fact that he has directed the new video for Broken Social Scene. But before we get to Josh, Lily, just Lily today, sadly, Becky is in a place with no internet, which sounds like the worst vacation ever. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not... That's, That's your nightmare. It's my nightmare. She's like, we're camping and there's no Wi-Fi. I was like, well, <laughs> that's, well, have you been punished? <laughs> exactly. So I, tur- um, I okay. turned to Lily. How are you, yeah. Lily? You now have the center of family gravity has now moved to Tenerife. <laughs> you have not For six all... weeks. Six weeks. She's here. You have mom and you have dad. Yeah, dad got here yesterday, so he'll be here three weeks, but she, mom, will have be, will be here six weeks. She's been here two weeks already. That woman is a hurricane of love and partying. She is hilarious. I'll be quick. She takes me, like, on a surprise two-day trip to another island um, and, like, plans, like, a thousand activities. And girl, she's, like a girl's trip. A girls trip she just like is like let's go and she was like let's let's just take a ferry and let's do it and um you know when you're with mom you just it's like a tidal wave and you just go and so i was like all right yeah let's go I let's mean, do it you and just go i often no, pull what i, I, I pulled when i was when i was at your first birthday party when i stood at the top of the slide and refused to go down and ruin the party i sometimes do that i mean mom's the this only is, <laughs> when mom tries true. to get me to do stuff this is true, but I, I just let her tidal wave like take me. And so um, she ends up, we end up um, in the desert on this other island at like this beautiful hotel uh, that has a spa and like it was like a retreat. And she leaves her cell phone there in the, the pocket of like a robe, like thrown somewhere. And this is like just so classic mom. And then we're leaving the hotel, and she's like, I, I think I forgot my phone. And I go, oh, well, we're going to miss our ferry home, but, like, whatever. Like, go get your phone, and we'll deal with the ferry. She's like, nah, I'm sure I'll get it back. What? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> Well, nah, in fairness, whatever. she does not answer she always, the phone. She does not answer she the phone when you yeah. call. She has already, 100% true. She has already declared it a lemon and yes, that it and- doesn't work. And she was just like, she has too much faith because she keeps losing her shit and like people give it back to her from all kinds of crazy scenarios. And I'm like, but mom, we have to get on, drive an hour, get on a ferry, go to back home. I'm like, it's not like somebody can just like put it in a cab. Like this is, and she's like, ah, whatever. Of course she did leave it there. And I call the hotel and they like, finally, they're like, yeah, we found it. I'm like, of course you did. You find some AirPods too that aren't hers that you'll just give to her. She just like <laughs> somehow gets all her shit back and, and more. And, and they were like, well, we could messenger it. But if you know anybody that's going to be on the island, it'll be much cheaper. Cause like we got to send it like by courier and that's going to be like a hundred bucks or whatever. And then uh, my son's nanny like turns around and she's like, well, I'm going tomorrow for the weekend i'll just go get it i was like of course you will now, so ari's nanny went to pick up mom's phone in the desert on another island 
mom has good luck. Mom has so, very good luck. That is. And I and I just quickly want to briefly say that she, as a birthday present, which is very because my birthday's in like a week. She's so sweet, and she got me a mud wrap, <laughs> which is quite funny when you do Wait, that. Wait, a mud with wrap? Her. Is that an animal? A mud? No, rat? a mud wrap. Oh, oh, like you're you're wrapped in like cellophane and like cooked in mud. Ugh. It's. It's oh. supposed to be really relaxing. Oh. But, but, like, you but mean wait, buried? Try, it try. makes you feel like you've been buried? No, oh. no, 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 no. It's just more like somebody smeared some, like, like sous -vide. mud on you. <laughs> it's like your sous vide there, like, put you in the... It's like in the Dead Sea. Just, oh. it's, like, it's fancy. Whatever. The point is this. It was very, very it sweet like of her. Worst... What kind of vacation is this? <laughs> just listen. Just listen. I do... We're doing the mud wrap. You're naked, and we're doing the mud wrap together, like... Like in the same room, not in the and same cellophane. Like, no, but okay. there's these like very like burly men smearing us up with mud, and then the guy starts smearing my belly, and I can't stop laughing because I'm thinking of who's Harry Crumb, <laughs> where he does the tic tac toe, tic -tac -toe on the in belly. mud. I... Like my belly's, I'm just jiggling at this point because I just can't stop thinking about that. It's like huge dude doing it. And he's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "It's a you wouldn't get it. Never mind." Are, are, it was like surreal. It was really that funny. that is amazing. Did he also like drop his beard on the? No, no. <laughs> he wasn't. A, he wasn't like an imposter, like spy. He was. Are my kids old. It made, it made me. It miss, made me miss John Candy. Are my kids old enough to see that movie? I can't remember if it's. How, I don't think so. It's probably no. got some joke. Like in the '80s, a PG movie would be like R-rated today. So. This is true. Anyways, we can move on. Well, let's move on. Let's get to our guest. Now, not only has he was he the co-founder of Black Box Productions in Montreal, producer, director, cinematographer, dear friend of our family. He's directed the most recent Broken Social Scene video. He's also directed the video of Becky's wedding. Ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen, and he's got an extremely studly picture on Skype. Look at this thing. It's like Wow, that He's profile pic is staring dude. through through me. Josh Usheroff, welcome to Friday Night Movie. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Very excited. <laughs> now, now, there's a lot of unique things about Josh. First of all, Lily, do you hear that voice? I feel like Josh, yeah. not only has he... Was made for radio. Not only has Josh written his own show notes. He's the only guest who's ever come on and said, I'd like to host the show. Here's the order of events. But... <laughs> He also when when I got that email, I texted Sharon. I was like, "You can tell he's a producer. You can tell <laughs> he's just really." But it sounds proactive. like it sounds like he also like shellacked his voice in some like margarine and um, butter because look at listen to that. It's those dulcet tones. I've been having my my boiled water with cayenne and honey all morning. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I've been listening to this podcast on and off since it started, and like every time it feels like catching up with old friends, it brings me back to being a teenager and sitting around your dining room table uh, and like hearing old stories. But of course, it's only one way because I've never been able to talk back to you guys, or at least have you hear me when I do talk back. Uh, but I do have one question, which seems to always go unanswered, and that's, how are you, Shy? How is it that your sisters never ask you that? <laughs> Good. Well played, Josh. Well, well played. Thank you. That's that's how you know you're you have an old school listener. I um, I don't I almost don't know how to answer it. But what I'll I'll just say is that my wife 
and daughters and sisters all insisted I get a dog. And we've had that. We have the best dog. I, I mean, I still like vaguely want him. I'm not even, you know, but he is the best dog. The way Becky's baby is the best behaved baby. I have the best behaved dog. And he stayed okay. up. So in, in two, three months of having him, he finally had one night where he cried in his crate and, and kept us up the other night. And you would think we had the most like apocalyptic baby crying event in the history of our house. Everyone was exhausted. I was the only one who ended up sleeping in the room with him. Allie left. The kids who have been waking us up lately, they didn't even come in the room. Uh, and I, I, so the next morning when, when we were playing with him and hanging out and getting ready and everyone was complaining about him staying up late, I said, well, we can just give him back. And I was somewhat serious. I was like, look, if it's not working out, like we can give him back. <laughs> Cause I'm, it's, ter- it's a terrible thing to say to your family. I, you know, it wasn't like a threat. It wasn't like, I'll give him back. It was, all right, well, let's just give him back if it's too hard, you know. Hey, I'm pretty tired. Like, you know, I don't <laughs> – everybody freaked out at me. So that's what's going on right now in my house. All right, Josh, we, yes. we, we got a lot of questions for you. Uh, so you've been a film director for well over a decade now, right? I mean, decade plus. Yeah, most of the time I am uh, producing and DPing projects. It's rare that I come on as director, but every now and then either there's um, there's an idea that's kind of kicking around in the back of my head that I just want to create or uh, an interesting opportunity that comes along, and so I will I will take on that role. But I would say primarily I'm more on the cinematography and producing side. And what, what kind of stuff do you work on aside from, you know, world-famous musicians' music videos? Most of what we do is commercial production, promotional videos, and uh, branded content. Okay, very cool. Uh, I have so, to say that your your website is particularly gorgeous. I'm just going to thank say you very it. much. <laughs> it it, um, it definitely fits your aesthetic. Like it, it looks really good, and you can access to all your guys' stuff. You know, to see the work you've done. It's I recommend taking a visit at your website. <laughs> Blackboxproductions.tv for all those listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> and among your many commercials, commercial work, you have done a commercial for one of Becky, our sister. We want to always make sure she's with us in spirits. All-time favorite cereals, Vector. <laughs> oh, yeah. That which was is, a which is ridiculous can- little shoot. Which is Canadian, right? It's a Canadian. It's one of those cereals that unless you grew up in Canada, you've never heard of Vector. My biggest question... I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Yeah, it's definitely Canadian. Because you're from Canada, and Vector, it doesn't exist anywhere, I'm sure. It's like Cocoa Crunchies, which are Cocoa Krispies in the United States. Vector is something else. Gotcha. I love cereal. I don't know, Lily, are you into cereal the way I, I love cereal? Oh yeah, I I definitely love cereal. I love cereal. So I would like to know when you are when you are making a cereal commercial, how are you capturing the experience for the cereal lover? <laughs> uh, well, this particular spot was was something special. It was, there was an agency that contacted us. And um, it was really about as small as a crew can be. I went out there as a as a one man show. They oh there you go. My son's woke up. He's going to be shouting down the stairs to see what what I'm up to. <laughs> uh, um, 
And uh, so I really, you know, they came up with the concept. They had this uh, influencer who was uh, uh, an ex CFL player. And uh, right. great see, how did, you, how did you not know Vector was a Canadian serial when they were like, we're going to get a CFL player to promote it? <laughs> that, that's Canadian football player for those listening. Right. In the U.S. And he so the it was cup. basically like he had these ideas about, uh, I mean, I think the general concept was he was going to pretend to be a superhero. But we had to be very clear not to imply that uh, Vector gives you superpowers, you know, that there's like, <laughs> like the legal department would step in on that one. And, you know, Red Bull doesn't actually give you wings kind of thing. And right. um, and so he was like he just wanted to wear all these wigs and, and do ridiculous stuff and kind of tear apart his house. And, and I went along with it. <laughs> That's that's amazing. Okay, so yeah, you go I mean, from it was like stepping in and out for about three hours of just capturing this. That's that's amazing. Okay, now let's get to like the big time art here. Sure. I got a chance. So we have had a chance, Lily and I, to preview this video. This is very cool. I, we got to preview this music video. But by the time this episode comes out, anybody can go see it right on YouTube. I'm assuming, right? It'll be released. It'll, it'll be released on uh, Tuesday, September 24th. So this will drop on the 27th? Uh, yeah, this will drop on the 27th. So you folks, go out and watch this video. It is mind-bending. Uh, and uh, Broken Social... Gorgeous. Mind-bending is the exact word. And from my, from, from my initial reaction, this is before I read some of the background, I felt like it evoked the psychedelic 60s like those old videos you'd see of Jefferson Airplane or the Grateful Dead but mixed with this a sound of music that I think really is not I don't think it's unique to Broken Social Scene but I associate it with Broken Social Scene which is those loud boxy drums the the wild use of distortion with beautiful melodies almost like shouted um, and vocals, and, and yeah, vocal, and vo- like just the vocals, vocals. Um, it, so it it it's almost like it lives in like two, and then of course you used an incredible technology to do it, which I knew going into it. So it it exists in almost like three or four different eras, all at the same time. And uh, I think it's one of the most captivating videos I've seen in a long time. Like I kept uh, the song was cool, but I also kept hanging on to see what the next visual was going to be that's my reaction lil what'd you think i thought it was beautiful like so i I, it's impressive to me that there's so much technology behind it and i got to read a little bit about it so it made it even more impressive but just watching it um as is i the art artistry is so beautiful it's quite amazing that there's all this tech behind it and that it's something so new yet it reminds you of something older an older aesthetic yet it's obviously so advanced um and tech aside i just think visually it was it was just gorgeous it was so beautiful the colors the movement the the like the the fact that it looks like there's brush strokes through, like it's made with brush strokes um to me from an artistic point of view or aesthetic point of view i just thought it was so pretty and it works so well with the with the song and the music um I, I would be so interested to see how else this tech can be used in art. Um, I thought it was it was really really cool. All right, Josh. So very impressed. Tell us. Very impressed. Tell, tell oh. us. 
tell us. Thank how... you very much for that. Can I call you guys every morning for a little uh, yes. mood, mood yes. booster? That was really yes. nice. <laughs> so tell Dude, you made something so... amazing. Like you should yeah. be so I mean, proud. It, it, the other thing it evokes to me the the last time I feel like I've seen th- this. I don't know this style, but this uh, almost like animating of real life people, like was in the aha take on me video which is a groundbreaking sure. video yeah that's definitely a reference yeah. and i i feel like we were in the like super duper upgrade of that which was amazing so or tell- like there's something or even like remember when scanner darkly came out and everybody was like oh my god they painted the the film do, do you sure. remember that yeah, when yeah. that i remember when that movie came out and, and it was just so unique and interesting and, and pretty and beautiful whatever and um captured you know the the film like whatever the script or the film in such a different way this had that same thing for me i was like it reminded me of something but it was also super so new so very very cool all right so tell us a gotta hear about how did you get to broken social scene and b how did you come up with the idea for this wild video so uh, yeah i'm happy to tell you how it all came together um, basically, I, I'm on a couple different, I guess you'd call them creative bidding platforms where uh, different uh, you know, clients or people that are looking for videos will post a project brief. And then it's kind of a competition where everybody who is interested in, in um, you know, creating the, the video in the end will put together a, a sort of pitch for it. And uh, most of the time, like this was actually the first and so far only time that I've ever put in a bid on, on one of those platforms. Most of the time it's like, it just either doesn't feel like a good fit or the idea of like competing against the 10,000 other creators around the world that want to do a, you know, all pitch on the same thing just doesn't seem of interest to me. But I saw the broken social scene pitch and I was like, I really like this band. I'd like to think of something to do, but I have no idea what it is yet listened to the song a couple times and then kind of put it away in the back of my mind and really wasn't even sure if I was going to pitch on it or not. Um, and then that night or the night after I was sort of, uh, having trouble falling asleep and unwinding as I do. And, um, you know, kind of looking through Instagram feeds for what's called like generative art or, uh, other like deep dream kind of, uh, can you, video. Can you for two seconds, explain that, what that is? Sure. So, I mean, like, I have a personal sort of interest, fascination in all things um, AI. I think, like, mm-hmm. in a lot of domains from, from medicine and transportation and a whole bunch of different uh, fields, it's really going to be changing the way the world operates over the next mm-hmm. 10 years, five years, is already to a certain extent. And so um, I sort of have stumbled across generative art is basically like computer generated or or images that are... Um, you know, created by humans or creators, but with the assistance of different forms of technology. And I just sort of came across this one uh, video, which was a series of still images where it slowly zoomed in and each image like morphed into the next image. It was basically a precursor to this video. Sorry, can you guys hear me all right? My son's kind of shouting back. It's okay. We always have kids screaming in the background of our... (laughs) It's usually Becky's kid, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I saw this and I thought, wow, that's like I was mesmerized by it because it's kind of got this hypnotic, 
you know, never ending zooming in vortex effect that like really draws you in. And I found it hard to look away. I watched the video, you know, several times and then I like put my phone away and went to sleep. And as I was falling asleep, I thought, Uh, it'd be cool to do something like that for the broken social scene video and just sort of like put it out of my head. The next day I decided to just message the creator on, uh, on Instagram, tracked him down a little bit. I found out more about this guy and he's actually the inventor of a technology called deep dream. Now uh, deep dream is like a Google, um, yeah, Google technology. I'm, I'm not like super, um, proficient on the technical side of things, so I won't get too much into that. But basically, like how it started was a way for uh, the creator uh, Alexander Mordvinstev to like um, understand a little bit better how uh, visual recognition uh, or like machine vision works. And so, basically, the the program enhances what the computer thinks it sees or what the computer is looking for. So if you've got some kind of face recognition technology, then like even if you have a picture of clouds in the sky, whatever might look like eyeballs, it will enhance those eyeballs and then export a new version of the image and then apply that same filter again in the loop so that you know that you apply amazing. it 40, 50 times and then all of a sudden all these characteristics that the computer would be looking for sort of appear when they aren't actually there. So I messaged him out of the blue. He doesn't know who I am and said, you know, that video blew my mind. Do you want to try working on a music video together? And have you ever done it with video? Because the reference that I saw was only still images. And so, you know, we went back and forth a little bit, but he said he was totally interested in the project and um, he he hadn't done something with video before. So, uh, like this so this was going to be our our uh, collaboration to try to figure out how to make right, that cause, work because you're not just asking like oh can i use your tech to make this you're saying can we now invent a way to do this you now right. have to figure and out so you're so, so essentially you're the george lucas of music videos is what you're saying <laughs> I think I that we could say, say that. that. I, I think that's what I think, I think that's what so, we're saying. So what you're saying is is that this is <laughs> like, or or if not that, maybe it's it's like Avatar or the Abyss. You created okay. a new thing but for this. To to be clear, so I I would say um, he is not the only person working in this uh, domain now, and. I, I would say we pulled from existing uh, research. It seems like there's a whole like academic and tech side to it that I don't fully understand. But but I wouldn't say that you know we or really Alex like co- sol- solely coded this thing that that uh, did not exist before. But I think that pulling from different types of technologies and different types of programming that already exist, we were able to apply it and tweak it to create this new visual effect. And you're definitely the first ones to use it for a music video. Yes, I think so. Okay, so if you're not the George Lucas or the James Cameron, then maybe you're like John Landis making... Didn't he make the Thriller video after he had made American Werewolf? Yeah. See, this is why I need to have my IMDb open when I listen to your show. Yeah. So this is <laughs> yeah. So this is like when John Landis did the werewolf, the werewolf, um, 
the the werewolf uh, convert um, transformation for Michael Jackson based on his American Werewolf in London thing that he had done. Okay, so I get it. Okay, so you're. I mean, let's let's wait. Let's just pause on it for a sec because Thriller was. It's not like anything in Thriller hadn't been done before, right? Like ever, but the way they put things that had been done maybe in other places together in a music video that was the first time anybody had seen a music video like that with a narrative absolutely right so extensive and the the visual effects that 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 was an extraordinarily impactful video so they are comparable absolutely i mean i i when they the other i mean bringing up michael jackson's um oeuvre again when they when they released black or white and they showed the facial morphing technology at the end of that one i'm sure that existed somewhere but that brought it to everybody so music videos and and this technology i mean we're kind of joking a little bit but we're not joking you have a i mean this is an incredible moment uh that you get to be a part of that's wild yeah i i definitely don't want to like over make the claim that this was a entirely groundbreaking no, no. thing there but that's why you have us to make the claim similar that's <laughs> why you have us to make the claim i would say that like we know a lot and we hadn't really heard of this so if it's the first time we're hearing about <laughs> it, and, yeah, yeah i would say it is in, there are definitely a, a lot of people tinkering that, in it but it's definitely sure, like but, under uh, you know not uh not in popular culture yet by a long shot. right now, now tell exactly. us now tell us about working with broken social scene this is one of lily in particular's favorite bands of all time favorite band like if you're listening to this podcast right now and you have not heard their music just just spotify the shit out of it because this this music brings me back to college and i know like that's a very nostalgia bound uh, statement. So, I, I, but I, it, I, to me, their music absolutely holds up. But it also has a very special place in my heart. I was, I got us. They were amazing in concert. I got to see them in Montreal, and they're one of my favorite bands. So, yeah. So extra special. So, so basically, uh, what happened was after Alex was on board, I, I decided to not just do this one sort of morphing effect, but also use another. Uh, AI-based technology, which is kind of transposing one texture uh, onto another image. It's like a style mapping, basically. So uh, basically, the the way that I propose to do the video is to film the band in green screen, performing the song, you know, get almost every band member that I can to, to run through the Aren't whole song. Aren't there like a few times. 38 members of Broken Social Scene? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people in that. <laughs> and, um, and then uh, basically cut out the background and apply some kind of filter or style transfer on top of it to give it an interesting texture. And then um, take that, take those images that have already been like, um, altered once using a sort of neural network AI vision and then running that through Alex's crazy deep dream endless vortex programming that he was going to create for this. And, um, and so 
it would it was almost going to be an experiment to see like what can we make with this we didn't know exactly what it was going to look like and i just wanted to make something you know trippy and cool basically and, and, and the band was on board with that they were like we yeah like so well i was bidding yeah. against all these other people and i was in the middle of a bunch of other stuff so literally i whipped the proposal together taking like here's some black and white still images of musicians playing. And then there was a second page that was, here's what style transfer does. And just like explain that to the band. And then the third page was showing the video that I saw on Instagram and explaining. We wanted to use that with video and to do a kind of endless vortex. And then they said, this is who I am. And like, let's see how it goes. And I was bidding against, I'm, you know, and they were of like, them. of course we want the guy who did the vector commercial. <laughs> was well, it, I'm just imagining I'm just imagining you showing up backstage and there's all of Broken Social scene uh just wolfing down bowls of vector cereal being like, "Hey man, cool. Oh yeah. Good to meet you." Yeah, so we you know the the bid deadline ended and I heard back from them fairly quickly afterwards. They were like, "We love this concept. Band likes it. Let's get him let's let's make it happen." And then really it was just awesome. a matter of logistics of finding you know when when are we going to get all of the band in a room to be able to film this thing they were uh, starting a tour and and so there were going to be some like tricky logistics to making it happen um of course for those who don't know broken social scene is made up of, of multiple uh, bands. many different multiple bands yeah many different mm -hmm. musicians that uh, also have their own solo careers so um you know getting them all in a room can be tricky so what we ended Although up doing... Although that kind of is on them because they asked to make a music video, isn't it? Didn't, didn't they say that they wanted <laughs> to make the video? <laughs> well, right. uh, in fact, in the bid... Maybe they didn't bid, expect to be in the well, video? Yeah, that's true, actually. In the pitch, it was like, hopefully your video can work without us being in it. But, but... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or right. like it, it was at least an right. option to say like you know because it was open to people from around the world you could propose a concept that didn't necessarily have the just have the song right just right. Have, which happens exactly. a lot in music videos mm -hmm. sure yeah um so we ended up filming the entire video during sound check at the Corona Theater in Montreal, maybe three hours before they went on stage to do the, the first show in Montreal of, of a tour that they were doing. Um, so we had this like very tight window while sound check is going on, right? I don't know if you've ever been at sound check in a big concert, but it's loud. Like everybody's cranking their, their own instrument to 11 and, you know, banging drums in the background and the sound techs are, are, you know, testing all the speakers with static and burning in and everything else. Meanwhile, we're like in the same room kind of behind the bar with a nine foot pa paper that's green and like getting the band to sort of lip sync or mime performing the song while we play it back wow. on the speaker. And so it was, it was the scene. It was um, a it broken was social scene, it, if you will. All right. Wait, uh, but it's also, it's already a complex shoot because of the tech, all the, the creative, and then their situation. And then you actually have to put it together. That seems, that seems, was it stressful? Were you like sweating it out? I, or no, I wasn't, I wasn't really sweating the shoot. In fact, like in terms of green screen shoots, this was probably one of the easier ones because I knew that whatever the initial image was, was going to get so 
crushed and distorted and manipulated afterwards that like you know normally you would do hair and makeup and wardrobe would be really oh, important this cool. was like right. you guys could just wear a black shirt and i'm gonna put all kinds of patterns and stripes on it so you know show up be yourself like really the the important thing for me was just getting as much energy making sure that, that the performances were like emotive so that that would transfer it i knew through. you know yeah. performance wow. would be visible but aesthetic was really like this is going to get so crushed afterwards that um that i wasn't too concerned about that side of things but it was also like a relatively small shoot i had two cameras running i knew i had a limited time with both of them i had like uh, a couple friends helping me with some lights and a backdrop but basically i was uh, I had a wide camera set up that was getting more or less, you know, knees up or waist up and then a telephoto camera that I was operating at the same time to get the close ups and cutaways to kind of maximize the time that we had with the band. And were they cool? Did you talk to them at all? It sounds like they yeah, just like got course. up and played. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, no. A cat, like Kevin came and hung out and he like watched us film some of the other guys too. And he had like an amazing generosity of spirit and time and like, Kevin was awesome. And then the other band, everybody was like super nice, but basically they were like, okay, what do you need me to do? Stand here. And like, I, sure, I, don't, yeah. I don't get the sense that they really, you know, um, you know, wanted to like have to just play the same chords on the, on the bass or whatever over and over again. But we tried to get them to do some, you know, fun I, movements. I, and I, get a I will, I, I will say in, in a video where the images are so crushed, it actually looks so clearly like they are playing. And I think that's one of the powerful, like the mind-bending things about the video is that you're in this sort of psychedelic squirrel. But I'm like, oh wow, all right, I can see him playing the notes. I can, you can see, see him see singing. You can see the drummer. You can, yeah, you can, you can see, see everything tracks beautifully with the music. Okay, we have yeah, now... and that was actually a concern because like the only example that I'd seen from Alex was all still images, and I was, you know, we I kept asking him, so you're sure that after you apply this morphing effect, like we're still going to be able to maintain the same timing because if if like if the right. there's kind of a slip in the time then you know the effect is really it, it lost if it's sing, not right especially and it, and, if we're doing performance video as the action i'm impressed that you were just able like cause you, i don't know if this was a choice but you're we're following them singing it so you, I, you were following the lips and everything that's like risky i guess because it could have just been pretty images and the song in the background but we're actually f hearing and listening and watching them sing it the whole time which is quite amazing that it worked out it's awesome. yeah and and then there's one other uh sort of anecdote that i have about uh my day of filming with the band which is like you know of course like they were they i would say Honestly, they were very generous with their time and, and like did everything I needed to, to get the, have them do to get the images that we needed. But then at sort of as it was coming up, I had this memory in the back of my mind that that Lily liked the broken social scene. I wasn't positive, though. So I sort of messaged her and said, like, you like you like this band, right? And she said, yes, <laughs> and told her a little bit about, you know, that, that the shoot was coming up. And then so at the end of the whole shoot, I'm thinking like, OK, I don't want to really be a total fanboy here but uh i am but a you're fan the greatest. and like you're the, i only want to have one ask of them so i was like okay i'm either gonna try to get like a kind of uh you know selfie or, or or shot with kevin or the band or something with me in it or i'm gonna ask kevin to send a special special me message, message to my friend lily in the canary <laughs> island so i was like hey man like is it cool if you just send a message to my friend? Like, I, I don't want to... Like you know, a text? Like, like just, like, no, really no, no, gets no. a text? I pulled out my phone, 
and I started recording and a video. Me. And I said, look, just just tell Lily you say hi. And and so he, he sort of like, like a whole for... long message. <laughs> he said he was going to come visit her in the Canary yes. Islands. It was, it was a peak moment. Josh texts me or he messaged me. I feel me like Facebook I missed. Did like, you not tell us about this? I, I, I definitely sent it to Steph immediately. I was like, Steph. Oh my God! That's my, it's my good friend Steph, uh, who's been on the pod. Many times. Uh, Steph Gilman and and my roommate from college. So she obviously shares my love uh, of this band. And I immediately sent it to her, and I was like, "You will not believe what Josh did for me." I don't know if I I probably I probably texted you and Becky and was like, "Josh is the greatest." He sent me this video. I don't know if I shared it with you guys. Um, I hold it precious in my phone. Well, and that watch is it from time to time. If you told me, which I don't think you did, my not knowing is just classic older brother being underwhelmed with things that your siblings tell you. Yeah, I definitely told Becky. So um, now, now that Josh will enter into the pantheon of great music videos of all time groundbreaking music videos all time we're going to spend a little bit of time uh oh wait josh you want to interview us still yeah okay before we're gonna take a break from talking about music videos and josh Josh can do a quick interview whose condition whose condition for joining us to talk about his (laughs) groundbreaking music video was that he got to host the show yeah. <laughs> We're going to hand it over to Josh because he asked me about how I was feeling, and I thought maybe that was the whole interview. Uh, he... <laughs> this is, Shai, this is the last time we're asking how you're feeling, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Don't want to let it. Don't want to let it go to your head. Josh, I'm going to hand the mic over to you, and then we're going to talk about music videos. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I haven't really prepared for this, this part of the segment too much, but I'm just really curious about... Um, you know, how this whole idea for having the podcast came to be and and sort of how you stay motivated to do this week after week. Clearly, there's some there's an or, a Google Doc going out. There's some organization behind the scenes. Uh, like what, what keeps you guys going with this? So the the pro- I had always wanted to start a podcast. But when you I think when you're starting a podcast, you got to think like there's so many now. Right. And and I, I was thinking like, well, if I'm going to do a pop culture podcast, which I knew I wanted to do, no one wants to hear me pontificate about The Last Jedi alone. Nobody does. Still nobody does. But one of, one of our family traditions, since we would go to the original Friday Night Movies in Montreal at the Spheretech, Guzo Cinema. Josh has 100% come over for Shabbat dinner. I remember this like he come, you come for dinner at our house and then we were like okay well we're all going to move and you're like yeah okay i'm gonna go meet friends or like plant like we'd split it's not like sure like josh has been to my house yeah. for dinner so and then we go to the movies and josh had other plans so the, like it was a normal thing in our house so the spirit of that post game conversation and that family bonding has been with us forever when I I was on the phone with Lily one day, Lily and I, then Becky too, but Lily and I especially would call each other to break down whatever shows we were watching, just as part of normal life. And we were analyzing, I think it was Sons of Anarchy, and and I was like, "This is the podcast. The podcast is us being siblings and talking about the stuff we talk about." And so Becky got on board and. And then when we were thinking about a, a name, we wanted something that connected to all three of us. 
And I don't remember which one of us came up with Friday Night Movie, but Friday Night Movie was the obvious choice once once that was out I there. I did. Oh, okay, Excuse Lily. Me. I knew it wasn't me. We were, we were hiking in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> we were on a walk. That's right. We, we, we had a bunch of other names, and then it just seemed obvious. But we had originally started recording our conversations previous to all of this. There are, lo- started there re- are lost episodes. Right. We started huh. recording our conversations because we thought, you know what? Our kids need to hear the three of us talk about our parents and our relationship with each other and stupid shit that we've done or that we make fun of each other about. We want that recorded forever so they could then hear it and hear how we as adults related to each other. And that's how we started recording our conversations. And then we kind of merged it with the amount we love to watch TV and movies and talk about them. You guys are so informed about pop culture. I said before, but like, I really feel like I have to be sitting in front of IMDb to like follow (laughs) along with. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just me, but research, we just like absorb everything. I mean, I think that's more me, but I, like, you know, the names of all the actors, like I recognize them. If you put a picture up, I'll be like, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> but like, uh, also, I, I don't know. I was listening to an episode, uh, a little while ago, you know, uh, Josh, other Josh, uh, got stuck at the border or he's crossing the border. And at some point he says to you something like, Hey, shy, you know, like what's my favorite Vin Diesel film again. And I was thinking, you know, <laughs> Lily could ask me like, which Vin Diesel film have I watched? And the answer would still be none of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, part yeah, the, the, the idea here for us is very much to make, we want people to feel part of the family. Like our house was always the Shabbat dinner house where, Oh, well, there's an extra spot, you know, or my mom's making Cuban Shabbat for 20 people. That turns out to be 40 people. Uh, that happened two weeks ago. <laughs> um, and I think we we try to share both that, like, the vast knowledge we have, but mix that up with a little bit of a familial familial feeling. So, And, and I'm just going to say that, like, to move into the motivation part, like, I think that this has now become, it's kind of morphed into something else. We went to Comic-Con in D.C., um, well, in, in Virginia, um, which was like an epic experience. Like Josh, you'll get this reference. It was like a Shabbat town for comics. It was wild. And the people that we met were amazing. And um, the response we got from people was really, really cool and really fun. But from, like if we branch up, that was just like a, a great thing to do. But at the same time, Shy is the ringleader in terms of the networking. And he, so people have that we don't know have had incredible feedback to, to our situation. People that come from very different walks of life of us, yet we all watch the same movies, love the same shows. We've connected to in, in, really amazing people and talented artists through the podcast. And that's, all I think, now part of the motivation is to keep kind of bringing people together. Yeah, that is true. We've found, I mean, we've made really good friends, people that we genuinely love who have either started as listeners or they're podcasters that we've connected through the, or other artists that we, we connect to through this that then become, you know, friends or we have them on the show and then we stay in touch. And so it's a, it's, it's, it's like a virtual dinner table in a lot of ways. That's very cool. And, you know, it does feel like when I tune into the show that it is like being back in your dining room table and hearing you uh, lovingly bicker or tease each other. And also, I'd say like some of my favorite episodes, I'm not sure how many times they've been on or when either your mom or your dad are on the show. (laughs) 
They're oh, so great. <laughs> I bet they are. And uh, I don't know. I remember one time your dad said something that was like so touching about how proud he was of you. It was just like really sweet. Very it, nice. Having, having our, we, we, let's, let's be clear. Our mom tries to get on every episode. Oh, yeah, she sure. is the Lucille Ball of the Friday Night Movie podcast. Can I be in the show, Ricky? If you're if you're recording near her, like we just place bets on how many times she'll have an excuse to try and interrupt to like come in to see if she can get on. And last week when I was recording at our house, that episode dropped yesterday. She a hundred percent just like opened the door and was like, "Can I charge my phone in here?" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, seriously?" There's five. Like, there's like that, five bedrooms like, in Lily's there's, apartment. There's no. There's no other way to charge your phone. She's like, "Oh, can I? Oh, should I say?" something on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing that's so endearing about this podcast is that like becky will be i don't know baking something and you'll, you'll hear the baking sheet go like drop in the background i'm and, glad and you I'm, think that's I'm endearing glad, that drives me nuts yeah, i'm glad you think that's cute um, it's, it's that's keeping good. It real. that's good it's good. It definitely keeps it real. Um, <laughs> on the pop, other... on the pop culture Question. thing, though, I want to on, on us knowing on us being our dad more than our mom. Our dad is a human IMDb, and ever since we were little, he would be able to call out. And there's a whole episode we did on character actors that is one of my favorite. Episodes That's my favorite episode, I think. Yeah. Of 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 the show that we've done with my dad, but when we were growing up, we'd be watching any TV show, any movie, and our dad would just rattle off the names of the various character actors you'd be like george zunza jerry orbach you know and uh, which well, i'll tell you last night i last night i'm watching captain marvel with mom and dad and dad's like full-on asleep he just flew into town like he's exhausted jet lag he's half asleep and the alien creature appears so it's not it's a person in full costume and he talks and dad goes Ben Mendelsohn, an then, Australian actor. And then he falls back asleep. He goes back to see. I was like, that was amazing. It is Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> Who, by uh, the way, is terrific in that movie, right? He's, I mean, he's terrific in every movie. I love that guy. He's outstanding in that movie. So, Aww. so yeah, this is a thank you for all. The, I mean, this is thank you for the nice things you said and for giving us a chance. I don't, we don't get a chance to talk about why we do this so much. So this is, this is special. And, and thank you for listening. It means a lot that you're there knowing that like whenever you can and you have a chance to like participate, that you're out there like listening to us and it's like, we're sharing it with you, which is special. Yeah. And then every now and then I'm like, Oh, but you forgot about this. And then I have to message you afterwards to say, like, That's, hey, please, do. This? please people, do. People do that all the time. We love that. that people tweet at us. Um, we get text messages. Josh writes full emails, like with point by point, um, of things that he would like to say back to us. Oh yeah. So and and and, and one of my favorite ones recently was Craig from Craig from the Take Two podcast, who Take Two Takedown, who was with us last week. He and I were going back and forth like all day yesterday about different extra points from the conversation. So okay. we we love we love to keep it going. Okay, now we have you here. You are a you know, again, groundbreaking music video director. So we need to play the signature Friday Night Movie game, which Lily designed the Lily designed the game this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to just, like talk about some of the categories that you came up with. But we're gonna play by rent me with I. And so one I, of Josh's top three videos is on here. I, I keep see. I keep a Google Doc of. What I argue are the best music videos ever. Some are objectively that. Some are just ones I really love. And some people have access to this document 
Not everybody does. If you'd like access and you're listening and you got this far into the episode, send us a note and I'll and, and your Gmail address and I'll add you. And uh, Josh, uh, we're gonna play by rent meh. We're gonna do a few rounds and and again just to go over the rules. By rent and meh can only be assigned to one of the three things we put in front of you. And buy is you're gonna buy it on iTunes. You love it. You want to own it. Rent is, eh, you know, you'll catch it on Music Plus. And <laughs> three is three is meh. Now the challenge to today's is that a lot of these videos are great videos. So I'm really interested to know. Uh, I'm really interested to know, uh, you know, where you where people classify these things. So the first round that Lily designed is punk slash rock. And at first I thought you said punk rock, but if no, you, I slash, slash so, is important. So Lily just so Lily just took a bunch of videos here. Is the best way well, I can the first describe. One, the, the, the first choice is because I saw them in concert with Josh. The, fir the first the two concerts. actually go well together. There's Beastie Boys, Fight for Your Right to Party, and then there's Blink One Eighty Two, What's My Age Again. Now those are mischievous guys rocking out kind of videos and then you threw in November <laughs> rain so it's such a good video <laughs> yes, yeah, right so by render man fight for your right to party what's my age again November rain give us your order and a little explanation okay this is uh, this is a tough one I think um, the buy is going to be Beastie Boys uh, fight for your right to party um, but more for the song than the video if I because if you buy a, a music video especially you got to be listening to it a few times and that's the song that I would want to rock out to and get my night started to every time would be fight for your right so uh, that would be my buy and then rent I would say November rain because it's a pretty epic uh, music video and meh I'm feeling about Blink-182 wow alright wow, that's really interesting okay, so I'm going to go very differently I'm going to buy What's My Age Again I love that video I know, I know you love I, that I love video. that band I watch that video all the time when I, when I practice drums my kids <laughs> will hang out with me and in order to keep them entertained I, instead of just listening on my headphones I'll put on I'll put on music videos, and What's My Age Again is one of the top ones we watched together. It's extremely appropriate for It's hilarious, and then they remade it recently with a different song. With, I have no idea what right. the other song is. And with women. Are, and the w women with are women, and the women are the ones running around, exactly. I will rent November Rain. November Rain is an epic, it is really one of the best videos of all time, so let's be clear. Objectively speaking, November Rain is the best of these three, but I'm going to rent it only because it's very long. And I just don't know how many times in a row I could watch it. And then I'm going to fight for your right to party because I remember the moment the first time I saw that video. I saw it on Much Music. I was sitting in our old den. And I... Um, and it stressed you out. The it, totally, it totally stressed yeah. me out. Those poor I kids know, with yeah. the nerd glasses. Like I was like, oh no, their house is getting ruined. And so... <laughs> Such a nerd. <laughs> All right. What about you, Lily? November rain I have to buy it it's like one of the best music videos of all time that's why I put it on the list 
and I'm I'm going to um, I guess I'm gonna rent what's my age again because it's a really fun video and the only reason I would mad be super which I'm not gonna really mad because they're amazing um, is because I rewatched the video yesterday and I feel like it's questionable in terms of the ethics in that video. Um, I was thinking the same but, thing. Actually. I mean, Beastie Boys in the eighties, like even they have you know disavowed some of their old stuff. Yeah, I mean, but they're, I mean, they're so epic and amazing. But that, yeah, I think today that video, I don't think you could make it. So that's the only reason it's certain on a list. But other than that, um, all three of those are great. Okay, next round. Pop, uh, next round. Pop, pop icons. Pop icons. Lily, why don't you introduce it? Since the, I, okay. only, I only We've really got... wanted to, to introduce that first one because I needed to understand what the hell the connection was. My, my logic. <laughs> um, okay, pop icons. Queen Bay, single ladies. Duh, that movie. That uh, video is super epic. Um, Britney, hit me baby one more time. God, I remember vividly when that video came out and the impact it had. And then we've already talked about Paula Abdul's opposite attract on this podcast. So I feel like it's like out of the running. So who else is left than Rick Astley as a massive pop icon um, from my childhood? Um, so he's in there, even though that video is probably not that good. Um, but he deserves to be in there because he's on your list, Shay. Um, I'll be quick. It's obviously uh, Bay, uh, Brittany, and then Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> you actually, um, put them in the list in the order. I put them talk. in the order of my of my choosing. But yeah, single ladies, I think is you know it's so simplistic, and she's done so much stuff since. It's like so over the top, and that's I mean everything she does is incredible. But that video is so simplistic, and the, it's just so cool. And then the SNL remake of it is even better. I would say. Um, when it was in it, Andy Samberg and Horatio Sands, and I forget who's the third one in that video. Then when they, um, Justin Timberlake, he's the one who can, is it just, it, it's Justin, he's, yeah, no, no, it's, it's Justin Timberlake. Timberlake, Horatio Sands, and Beyonce. Sadly. And it was Justin Timberlake oh, who convinced Andy her Sanders? to do it. Oh, it's Beyonce, right? Okay, it's not Andy Samberg, right? They're her backup dancers, right? Justin Timberlake right. convinced her to do it. She was like not it, sure she wanted to do it, and he showed up in her dressing room in the unitard, and she was like, okay, we can do this. It's that's <laughs> one of the bait, the best things I've ever seen, um, but yeah. Go, you guys go. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Britney as number one because the, I remember I was away in Israel the year that came out and when something is and, and that was in the 90s right so it wasn't like everyone was on the internet you had to go to like internet cafes so it wasn't and there wasn't social media so you didn't know if someone was gonna be really popular it had to be really popular and that That's just very true. blew everybody away iconic moment. Not peak Britney yet, but that was the, the music changed with her arriving on the scene, and suddenly we went from the sort of rock, rock, pop, grunge into total pop, and I that that's a big deal. I'll rent Single Ladies because it is amazing. It's the best video of the three for sure, and because Ali recently made me learn the dance steps for it and perform them during a horror at our friend David and Ben's wedding, and so Jeez. yeah, so that you know, and then the Rick Astley one, I have to go back and watch and figure out why it's on the list to be he, honest you, you really do he's just standing in like an empty bar singing yeah <laughs> but it just makes me think of dad uh, it's such a great song dad, dad, it's, dad, a, it's a great song dad introduced us to rick astley that's true it's on there for nostalgia purposes how about so, you josh 
So I got to say, like, I forgot that this segment was called Buy, Rent, Meh, because it is similar to another game that you might have heard of that's like Kill, F, Mary. And I think yeah. that, that answers in that would have, you know, definitely been Mary, Queen B, and then uh, maybe F, Britney, <laughs> you can do that. forget about uh, Rick. But if it's going to be Buy, Rent, Meh, then I still yeah, would. Yeah, this is an original uh, game. This is not that game you speak of. This has more nuance. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do Although, with it, right. That game well, no, the an- my answers would change. I'm saying it. The, the, the <laughs> words matter. Um, so definitely still uh, by single ladies. What an amazing uh, music video. And then Rick Astley only for the Rick roll. I don't know if this has ever happened to you or someone like tells you to check out this link and then you open it up and this video plays. Do you, you guys know about this cultural this phenomenon? Amazing. Yes. Shai, did you so, know about this? Uh, I've heard it, but I don't really know what it is. It's basically like in whatever context, and there are a bunch of different ones, including, I believe, a parade at some point, but I didn't do research into this, <laughs> where like this song just like starts out of nowhere or you like get a link to something. It's like, check out this amazing thing. And then you click on it and it's like. It's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I would rent it for the ability to to do that to friends, and then and it proves uh, it stands the test of time. So there then, you go. So maybe that's how it ended up in there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, Shane. Okay, and then I chose wild cards slash experimental videos because I feel like it's kind of in the vein of Josh's well, uh, music video so project. So I would say my buy is broken social scenes can't find my heart. Directed by Josh Usheroff for this one. I mean, it's on. Sure, but it's not on this list. I know it's not on the list, but I'm just telling you what, which one, dropping on September 24th, so you will be able to watch the video when you hear this podcast episode. Watch it. Watch it. That would win this category if we could. Although, although, although maybe second to this two shall pass. (laughs) This two shall pass. (laughs) Josh, have you seen that video? Of course. Yeah. So I've got to say, of all the categories, like if I had to buy rent and met a category, this would be the buy category. Right. Uh, Yeah, for sure. uh, These videos are all awesome. So I like OK Go has always been like boundary pushing in almost all of their music videos. I know that um, you picked this two shot pass, but there's another video. I don't know if you've seen this one where they basically filmed the whole video in five seconds. No. It was like a super slow motion music video called The One, the one Moment. With... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one with, yeah, the no, yeah. with no gravity? No. No, not the one with no, no gravity. So this oh. video, if you haven't seen oh. it, go check it I, out. I, I have seen it because I love that album. And and so basically they put a camera, a high speed camera, probably a phantom or something like that, filming at a thousand frames a second on some motion control rig and then timed a whole bunch of different explosions and things to trigger all within five seconds. And then they played it back at I'm not sure how many times, you know, 20 times slow motion or something like that so that it made the entire length of the song. And like the explosions of, of uh, colorful dust are timed with the drums, and there's all these different things that. Are oh really yeah, yeah. I, I, yes. I love them. I've, I've seen insane. That one. That is- I, by the way, if you you know what's a really cool thing about that band, if we can just do an aside here, I've seen them live, and with a band that revolves revolves so much on studio sounds and visuals, there's a little bit of a question of what. So what's that live show going to be like? Their live show is amazing. 
It's amazing. They were one of the they were the one of the live shows I saw recently, and part of it is that as much as we're all taken by those visuals, like the one moment that song is an amazing song. This too shall pass is an incredible song. That is true. And it's and, true. And, and I think that that's the case with Josh's too. And can't stop. Um, you know, for Chili Peppers, like you, you have a very cool, different video, but the song has to also be great for it to like stand up. And at least, yeah. So Lily, get to the category. (laughs) Anyways. So, um, okay. You have, okay, go this too shall pass, which has two separate videos. Like imagine being that ambitious as a band of being like, we're not going to make one amazing music video. We're going to make two. Which is bordering on narcissistic, but I'll take it. I love it. And then Chili Peppers Can't Stop. I think that, to me, that video is one of my favorites because they could have done so much with that song. That song lends itself to wild, crazy video and all kinds of like madness. But yet they basically used um, an art installation and uh, from a German artist. And it's, it's quite not at what you would expect expect and i think it's extremely cool and then the fat boy sam weapon of choice um i got confused josh i thought you had you gave us a list of your top three which you i'll let you mention that in a second but i thought for a second that i had put turn down the what but i didn't i put weapon of choice fat boy slim with christopher walken which is also kind of that, that's my honorable mention if i if i was right. going to pick oh four. okay right exactly um so so yeah, uh, I, I want to go first. So I'm bye bye yeah, bye on this two shall pass, and I'm going to rent Chili Peppers can't stop. Actually, I think it's kind of a generic Chili Peppers song of that post scar tissue era. But I know how much Lily loves this song. Like I Lily, love this. Song. Lily stopped whatever we were doing to make me watch this video. And there's something that makes you happy when you're an older brother when when something you're sister likes that actually cuts through and you don't ignore so for me that that video means a lot and then i love i love the idea of walkin and the dancing and weapon of choice but i can never remember the actual song so that that's why that one falls down for me josh uh so i am also by on okay go this too shall pass awesome awesome video i really love all their videos um Weapon of choice would be my rent. Uh, there's something just so iconic about um, about Christopher Walken doing his dances and flying. It's just it's awesome. I love that video. And um, Chili Peppers is meh, despite the fact that as a band I love them. They were the more, probably one of the first bands that uh, I ever listened to. I think in grade four, I asked my mom if I could get the Blood Sugar Sex. <laughs> magic uh tape which had explicit (laughs) lyrics and i had to like explain to her like look i'm just listening to and she basically said um i would be allowed to listen to the music as long as she didn't hear me repeating any of the words in the song that's a that's a good deal that's the deal we have in in my house it's a very very cool mom yeah very awesome i think i'm gonna i'm gonna second you on that even though i do love the can't stop video I think that that's a, an acceptable order to put them in. Um, so, yeah, I second Josh. All right. So, Josh, you, you mentioned, I mean, you brought us a few great videos. So what are some of the great videos that you love right now? Because we're going to add all of those to the to the Google Doc. Oh, man. Where 
Where are my notes on that? Oh, so, yeah, up here. Yeah, there you go. This is America. <laughs> By oh, right. Childish Gambino, which is a mind-blowing video. I mean, it, I mean, Donald Glover, does it... He almost passes to the point of annoying with how incredibly awesome and talented he is. Like, he, he could never be annoying to me, because I love him, but... Wow. How not talented only is that, that guy? But when, when he's, he's paired with uh, Hiro Murai, I'm not sure if you know who that is, but he directed the video, and he also directed uh, the show Atlanta. So they've, they've collaborated on a few projects together. Wow. And like when you get the two of them on, in the same room or, or collaborating, they, they produce some really incredible, powerful stuff. I remember when the video came out, first of all, it like blew my mind, watched it multiple times. But it really felt beyond just being powerful it felt like like a, a work of art like a real uh statement about the times and something that um uh that you know was really you couldn't turn away you watched over i watched it over and over again to see like how did they do this what like all the choreography and all of the um the planning that went into it it was really you know taking music videos to a whole other level so the videos this is america this is America. Everybody yeah. watch it, yeah. And then speaking of videos on another level, this video when it came out also uh, kind of blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe that they they made this all happen. It's so ridiculous, so funny. And that's the video uh, turned down for what? Uh, where this, these dancers are basically falling through the a building from the top floor all the way down while dancing. It is grimy and uh, it's just an amazing video. And, and then my and your third, third choice. Hold on, and, and, and hold on. Is turn down for what? Have the lady from Glow in it, the one who plays Arthi? It. Um, you're asking the yeah. wrong guy. On that. Lily, that's a hundred percent Arthi from Glow. Um, it's quite possible. She's Su- also from Mr. Robot. Sunita, Sunita, Sunita Mani. Um. Yeah, she was in Mr. Robot too. Yeah. So, um, okay. yeah, she's in turn down for what, Mister Mister, because Anne Glow, and it's interesting to see her play like this more grimy, insane kind of character. So, anyways, that's that was cool. And then your third one, Josh. I'm very surprised by this. Can you explain? Okay, so the third choice is uh, Hotline Bling, and yes, uh, by Drake. Is it because he's Canadian? is he's Canadian and Jewish? Is that why? First of- First of all, I wanted to represent a little bit of Canadian in there. But also, so uh, I don't know that these are necessarily my, like, all-time favorite uh, music videos. But, uh, you know, at the moment, I think it's... To our attention. Yeah, especially something that's current. I heard an interview with the the cinematographer about this project, and it came together in, like three or four days but there's something that you probably wouldn't even think about uh but as a cinematographer is really interesting which is that like this film would or music video would not have been possible maybe even five years ago because of the the, like the color shifting and the things that are going in you need a certain kind of led light that it covers the rgb color spectrum if you think about in like traditional films or going back before then if you want to get a colored light on the set you put a gel in front of it but that gel isn't really dynamic it doesn't change if you wanted to get those same kind of changing color effects you would have to almost have like a roll of gel paper that changed throughout which like at a bar mitzvah Right. So, so this kind of like color shifting technology is something that's relatively new, and uh, 
And so I think it's it's worth mentioning for for that. And also the fact that like this music video I heard came together in like under a week, you know, a few days of the DP got a call and they said, we're going to try this thing. You know, let's and the set build and everything was like done I, super fast. I see you making Drake's next video. That's what I see here. You we'll can see. do that. It seems like, you know, broken social scene and next, just let's go Beyonce. Or Beyonce directly from Beyonce. <laughs> I definitely, if you do a Beyonce video, you can absolutely well, send me a personalized I, message I, from I, her. I feel I like if it. Beyonce does another one of her albums where like every song is a video, we could get you in there for sure. For sure. All right. Well, if you, if you uh, have an in, you know, feel free to, to put me in touch. <laughs> Okay, well, we won't keep you because your poor child is desperate to see his data. So do you, um, do you, have, Josh, rec- do you have recommendations yeah, for us? Rex, uh, Josh wanted uh, to direct stuff, right, that you recommended, but you like, but your friends hated. I love that category. Right. So, so these are shows that, like, I watched by myself and enjoyed, and then I told other people about them, and they were like, oh, no. Definitely not. So I have I have two options there, and I'd be curious to hear if anyone feels the same way about this or not. And um, the first one is Comrade Detective. Do you know anything about this? Yes, yes, um, we've, and we've talked we, about it on the show. We've talked about it on the show. Yeah. I, I was able to make it through two episodes because I loved the bit and I loved the voice actors, but I didn't care what was going to happen with it. <laughs> It was like a, it just, was it was like a funnier die sketch that they made into a that show. Went on too long. Yeah. But I love it. I mean, so, it's a like, brilliant. It's funny. It's awesome. Uh, there was this one scene where the the like communist detective is going to interview some capitalists that are stuck in prison, and he's asking them about Monopoly, and and he's like <laughs> saying, you know, what is this game Monopoly? I don't understand it because they're imagining this communist world where they haven't heard of Monopoly, and the the. Uh, Capitalist prisoners are explaining, well, you see, it's a game where you try to buy as much property as you can until your neighbors are starving and poor and, and <laughs> suffering. And, and it was so hilarious and also a kind of funny way to think about the game of Monopoly as like indoctrinating children into capitalism. So like that, that part yeah. of it, which is carried throughout, I just uh, I found very entertaining. And, but you know, between Nick did. Offerman's. No, definitely not. They were like, I, I thought I thought it would be one of those shows where we could like all watch it and then make jokes about it afterwards and reference it was going to be this like great cult classic among us. And instead, they're like, we're not even watching that. They're like, it, they it, watch. It's hard <laughs> to watch because it's a fake Romanian TV show with these hilarious overdubs. But but it, like each episode's like an hour, right? It's... Here's the thing. I, I didn't know, and I guess you're giving away a big spoiler alert there, but I didn't know that it was fake, and that added so much to me. Like, to see that, to note, to think that oh. this was actually a show that was uncovered, and how I was like, no, there's no way this is real. But now, then they would, like, sort of keep it consistently going, so... Well, uh, I'll say this. Our brother-in-law, who grew up in the former Soviet Union... A hundred percent said shows like this exist. That is like he watched this thing and it blew his mind because it was as much as it was made as a joke. It was accurate. Yeah. That makes you feel better. And then uh, the second show that I wanted to mention was the first season of Goliath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Goliath fan. I'm a big Goliath fan. The second season. Have you seen it? It's 
crazy. But the first season is fantastic. Yeah, I saw the second season, and it, it didn't live up to the first season in my eyes. It, but, it was um, quite off-putting. Yeah, but uh, I really enjoyed it, and I showed it to a couple people, and they were like, thumbs down. I love so, all of we, I we, love all of Amazon Prime's down. crime shows. Sneaky Pete, Goliath, Bosch. Bosch. So those we, are um, my recommendations we, for shows. We call like that. Um, we show that. We call that uh, show. Uh, ex, what do we what do we call that? Great expectations. Ep, expectations. Expectations. Like episode expectations. Yeah. Right, expectations that you when you're really excited to show something to somebody and you have all these expectations, but then they see it and they're like, no, and it's so sad. Yeah, then you then you, like, you suffer so show embarrassment. Right, and then you sh- yeah suffer show embarrassment, <laughs> which 100 percent is these are real feelings. Um, but Josh, you were saying quickly, like I don't want to not mention things you wanted to mention. You were saying that the importance of on demand. And I don't even know what you mean by that. I just want to ask you. Okay. But so, you mean, um, I, yeah, I've always been watching. I definitely think there are household watching styles. I think that's a hundred percent accurate. Like right. every household has their own like secret system of how they yeah. watch TV. Yeah. So at, at my household, uh, my wife and I have one like light comedy that we'll, we'll go to if it's just like tired, don't want to think too much, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Community, A Good Place, something like that, like fun, entertaining, uh, and just, gotcha. you know, you don't want to feel stressed at the end of it. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, great shows. And then we have one that like requires a little more, I say, emotional investment or you feel a little bit, um, you know, mm-hmm. maybe stressed or anxious for the characters afterwards. Uh, mm-hmm. I, have you talked about Homecoming at all? Have you seen that show? I We've talked about the podcast. So we've I Becky and I have listened to the podcast. Uh, gotcha. Both seasons, but uh, have not yet ventured into the show. Homecoming. That sounds oh, like Robert. a that sounds like a crying show about rich people who are sad. Is that just like another no, big no, little no. lies? No, no, no. It's about a, a mili- It's about a military kind of. Oh, experiment I'm mixing thing. it up with another show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, right. you know, Game of Thrones, those type of emotional investment right. shows. And then I have my own, uh, I would say, like the shows that uh, Kate won't watch, more uh, dark sci-fi-ish, Westworld, uh, OA, Fargo, Black Mirror. Those are those are my personal favorites. Um, oh, you like and OA? Then... That's, that's one of the recommendation ones that I could recommend and people just laugh at me. But I really yeah. like it. It but got, nobody will watch that it's with me. Strange. It got it got yeah. weird. Let's say, and it's definitely yeah. not an easy watch. I'm like show. down for that on my own. Like I don't need yeah. other people to be invested. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, by the end of it, I don't know how I feel about. It. I just thought, well, okay. that's different. You know, like I wasn't like, oh, that was right. amazing. But it, I enjoyed the fact that it felt like. So your recommendation oh, is yeah. one where you're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, pretty much. But, but, uh, but what what happened to me recently, like we're we're pretty much like a, a Netflix household or we also have Amazon Prime. But recently we got um, uh, Crave, which is how you watch HBO in, in Canada. And um, Canada is so funny. I love Canada. We, I pretty much got it for for Game of Thrones and um, and then we stuck around with it for Barry. 
which is an That's amazing. That's a terrific show. show. I haven't seen the second yeah. season, but that's a, that, that, I watched I would, that first season in one day. I was so I loved it so much. That's that's a show that's so easy to recommend that you can re- recommend it to almost anyone and they will like it. Uh, Noho Hank's character is like by far my favorite, but uh, that's kind of an aside. So I was watching, uh, or I was flipping through the I guess smart TV recently, trying to find something to watch, and this banner ad pops up for the Righteous Gemstones. Oh. But I was like, all right, I just want to like, you know, watching with Kate, going to give this a try. Watch an episode, got really into it. I think maybe the first episode is an hour, and then after that it's half hour episodes. I loved the first episode. We were like, okay, we're going to watch another right away. And then I think the second night we tried to watch, we watched the third episode, and then it's, you know, building, 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 and then it just stopped. I was like, that's, it can't be a three-part ep- What's going on here? And then I realized the show is still on television and you can't, like, I won't be able to watch the next episode for another week and I won't be able to watch the season for however many, you know, weeks it runs. And, so, and I cannot so, watch TV in that way. I can't wait a week between episodes. Uh, like that. So, See, I, so when you mean on demand is you mean you, you the importance of streaming. Do they not have binge watching binge in Canada? Watch. They just call it on demand? Is that what... The- well, I guess what I what I mean is that like I need to be I I can't start watching you, right. that entire you season. Not, not a technology of on demand, but you need shows on demand when you want to watch it. Like you right. don't want to wait. That's what you mean. I, right. I, I I I like because a week from now I'm going to forget what happened the last episode. I want to be able to like well, pick up the but Righteous night. Gemstones isn't Game of Thrones in the sense that this is not a zeitgeist thing where the spoilers are going to happen the next day. You could just wait. There's enough tv out there you could wait and watch the whole thing in one shot that's what i've got to do but but it just it had it has not been something yeah, i've Sean, experienced yet i i actually you're, miss you're not talking about the same thing you're talking about josh waiting till it's all over so then he could binge it right as but, a, when, what but, he's saying is like i want to watch it now i just don't want to wait every week but i i actually miss i think i miss the experience of everybody watching episodes at the same time so i i, I while it's cool to have a whole season drop it's actually starting to get overwhelming that like if i'm picking up a show i have to pick up like the entire season in one shot i mean like that's like i'm reading a book every time you know it's not like i'm dabbling and you're not if I shy, keep with you're it. definitely not reading a book that's that's fair just be clear on that well, but the point is that like i get what you're saying look i prefer it the way it is like i prefer to be able to watch as much as i want when i want um but like glow came out and I wanted to savor it and I didn't want to watch all the episodes at once. Um, and everybody else was watching it and I got like all stressed out and I was like, forget it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> and it's sort of like this wave that happens of everybody's watching stuff. It's, I, I think it's better to have it all, but at the same time you need to be able to pace yourself depending on the content. I think I think like... shows try more to let to get you to watch them when they have to get you to tune in the next week, as opposed to the mandatory four episodes of slow Netflix, like world building that happens at the beginning of every Netflix series. It's essentially, I feel like, I mean, I, certain shows I like it, but certain Exposition. shows where they drop it, I'm just like, wow, this is what would happen if directors were allowed to only make the director's cut. Like if they could just do <laughs> final cut and it could be 12 hours long. Shay, what was that bit of the show last week or the week before you were saying that you're enjoying watching week by week because you – don't you have a show you watch week by week or something? Uh, well, we've been watching 
ballers week by week, but I don't think that's the uh, show I'm talking about. No, I don't know. But you mentioned the show. Maybe that was it. Week by week. But then, does like, that mean like you would have seven shows and and every night of the week you're watching a different kind of thing and you have to keep I, yeah, track of seven yeah. different plots simultaneously? I mean, or? Uh, seven. I wish I was only watching seven shows at the same time. I mean, as Lily says, we have a podcast. We have a duty. I know. We have a, You've we got have homework a to do. I mean, for sure. But 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 what what I find okay. So I agree with you. What my husband has a harder time with is. That the show ends, and then he every time he doesn't get it. Every time he turns to me, and goes, "So, just put on the next season." I'm like, "No, you have to wait a year." He's like, "A year?" <laughs> he looks at me every time. He goes, "Oh fuck!" Like seriously, a year? My god, damn it! He's like, "Why do you put these shows Look, on in front here, of me that I have to wait a year?" I'm gonna binge a whole show. I kind of want to know if it's going somewhere, and if, now Netflix is even pulling these off, like canceling these shows mid-season. So I'm going to watch 12 hours of a show and not have any sense if it's going to come back. Ugh, that's a lot. Like I'm never going to watch point. Orange Is the New Black. But do do you guys do you guys remember when shows um, we'd watch a show once a week, whatever, and then there was only like a three month off period during the summer, and then they'd come back. Now we have to wait a year for our shows. That's a whole other thing. For well, the next season, no I network think. shows. The Goldbergs still. No, I know that. And most Brooklyn people not, are not watching. But like, that, but you're, most you're, of the shows we're talking about are not network. You are right. Like now, shows they debut at the end of September, and they like then there's like four months in the middle of the year where there's no shows because there's sports break. on, or they take a break. Yeah, it's it's not that that and part then kills the mid-season me. Season finale, and then the season finale, and then the postseason finale. That's for I, network shows. I that's, think that's we have passed from peak TV into being showverwhelmed. I think that's really where we are right now. There's just that, and that's why this podcast is providing a valuable public service. Service. I'm going through the weeds. Okay. With that, I, I'm not. I don't have any recommendations right now. So, uh, Josh, director of Can't Find My Heart, the new music video by Broken Social Scene that will have dropped on September 24th that everybody should go see. Uh, where can people follow you? Where can people catch up with that video? Uh, so I think Instagram would be the best, blackboxmtl, or uh, you can also find it on my company website, blackboxproductions.tv. Cool. Is it going to be on YouTube? I don't actually know where the video is being released. I imagine like all music videos will live on YouTube eventually. So I, I think that's where it's going to be found. Um, but probably a, a quick Google search will have that answer uh, by the okay. time this podcast is released. But to follow you, people can follow you directly on Instagram. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't actually keep a personal Instagram per se, but most of my work is up on Blackbox MTL. Or people should check out anyways. Cool. Lily, where yeah. can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter. And if you have any questions or comments or arguments from this episode and would like to share your own favorite music video, please tweet me at Chi-Chi, that is C-H-I-C-H-I, K as in Kilo, Gomez as in Gomez Adams, on Twitter.com. It's not .com, it's just Twitter. Every time. And we want to thank but Brian Brian, Brian Stever of the Take Two podcast who told you that no one understood your 
handle for yes, like two years. He's, and then he's you needed like, to you enunciate. You have to spell it out. You have to spell it out. I was like, do I? I want. I, like, yes. I, I honestly want a spinoff show of you and Brian. I want oh, that spinoff show. We could of fight. Who... We could fight crime, and I feel like go to like restaurants and do reviews or something. You it could do, be a, a mix. I think a it bag. should be. It should just be you doing TripAdvisor of places to go with Brian, and then talking about pop culture. You make fun of my TripAdvisor use, but I get us to some good places. So <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Like ochre coke? Oh you, God. I don't know. You make me act like uh, Josh. Do you use TripAdvisor? Am I the only one that uses? Is it? Shy acts like it's like I'm a maniac. I like reviews online. Yeah, like, no one I don't know. I've heard that it's it's very easy to hack those reviews, so I don't know how much weight I really give them. Oh, I don't give them that much weight, but I like to be, you know, I like to have my finger on the pulse, if you will. <laughs> of course. <laughs> And you can follow me at Pancake Four Table Pancake the number four table at oh on Instagram and Twitter I I, I pulled a lily there I was like yeah Pancake Four Table on Instagram and Twitter Friday Night Movie for all of our shenanigans on Instagram and Twitter or Friday Night Movie Pod dot com the music the theme song a band that would be honored to have Josh Asheroff direct a video for us comes in from what uh-huh. does it eat <laughs> uh, another another Amazing. another pair of people who grew up with with josh howie and me uh and with that we dance our way into this very early saturday morning have a great thank day thank you so much thanks so much josh for joining thanks for having me and uh send my love to becky i don't take it personally that she skipped out on my first episode I on know. the show We'll There'll have be more episodes. We'll have, have you have back. You back man. We'll have to connect. Right. Thank you so much. This was great to catch All up. Right. All right. Later. Bye. Lily, love you. Bye. Love you guys. Love you both. Oh, Lily, let's be clear. Everyone hosted this episode but me because Lily was like, no, we're going to go back. Well, I, I'm reading the notes and I just keep circling back. I was like, the man asked for certain subjects to be brought up. And I also really wanted to know what you meant by the. And just to let you know, it's a, Josh. It's really the, good. It's awesome. Wait, Josh, to let you know, you know how you're talking about household styles? You and shy style seems pretty much identical. Um yeah. My household style is only those scary like thriller shows. That's the only thing that's watched in my house. So every time you sit down, it has to be something where like a lot of people get murdered. And and like that feeling you were talking about after, if it's not like and and doesn't even phase Jose like at all. He's like right. uh, there's not enough serial killing in the show. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so I do that other watching on my own and he'll humor me with like Santa Clarita diet. Like he'll some, oh, and I'm like really not in the mood. He'll be like, okay, fine. Put one of those, that comedy on and that's it. But like to him, that's comedy and that's it. Um, it's very, except sex education. He loved that show that I forced him to watch. It's a great show, by the way. If you haven't seen, seen it. No. Oh my God. Watch that with Kate. Like right now. That's a great show. It's on Netflix. Um, nice. 
check that out. That's a really fun show to watch together. Um, it's an epic recommendation. 